Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome there as well. We got an awesome episode today. I'm going to be walking through a new graduation. It's actually a couple. They're married. Uh, they got about 400 grand in student loan debt. We're going to go through, uh, show you how they can structure a plan, buy houses, pay off their car loan, get ready to have children, all that type of stuff. That's what we're going to be walking through today. Uh, all the way from student loans, home buying, investments, everything that they need to do. I'm going to show you exactly how they built their plan. So that way you can use this information and build yours as well. Before we jump on to this, if you're listening to the podcast, be sure to subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, be sure to subscribe at the notification bell, hit the alerts, all that type of stuff. Um, it helps you. These things get notified whenever we have new information coming out, just in finances in general. It also helps us because the channel grows. Also, if you get a chance, share this stuff with your friends because they probably got the same questions as well. Everybody wins. Thank you very much for doing that. Uh, let's go through their situation first. Um, as you know, uh, those of you that have listened to this podcast or watched the you know YouTube channel, when I go through these situations, I do them so that way you guys can get information and say, hey, I, that applies to me. Maybe some of this stuff doesn't apply to you. Um, but it's really, how do I take that information and apply it to me? So that way I can be financially free. Okay. I do not use names in this. Like, unless I'm interviewing somebody and they want to actually come on the podcast and go through their situation, then we give names. Uh, but most people they're, they're shy about this stuff. They don't want everybody knowing their financial situation. So that's why one, a lot of people don't come on and I just have me conversate with them about this stuff. But two, that's why I don't use names. Um, so, so I know some of you guys have texted me like, Hey, like, or message me, DM me, like, is this, you know, something like blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, we don't use names. We don't do any of that stuff. So I just want to get that out there. Now, this couple situation, they are 25 and 26 years old. They've been working in, um, actually, they're going to be working in healthcare. They, they just started. They recently just graduated. Literally, they just graduated about a month ago. Um, specifically in healthcare, ironically, they're, they're both physical therapists. So um, they're both, you know, basically making almost the same amount of money, making about $76,000 per year, okay? Now, the situation, as I said, they owe about 400 grand total. She owes 208,000, he owes 198,000. The one wrinkle in this plan is that she qualifies for PSLF, okay? So I wanna talk about that specifically, like what happens with couples in that situation. Um, They also have about $37,000 in auto debt, uh, monthly payment on that is about $780 a month. So one of her worries is like, did they overspend on the car? Um, and is that going to hinder them? Okay. Um, they are doing good on an emergency fund. They got that going. They they recently started work. They got their 403B and 401k set up. They may, you know, if they have kids, they may work full time. They may not. They don't know yet. Okay. Now here's some of the issues that 
they're running into. These are, are two primary issues, and some of you might be, you know, running this as well. So one of them has a, a medical issue, so we've got to keep that in mind. But two, for these jobs, they're going to be moving to a rural area, okay? Now, the problem with that, and you might be running into this problem anywhere you go, is that they couldn't find a place to rent with a dog that was cheap. So even though they're moving out of like the main city and going to a rural area, like the cheapest rent they could find is like $1,700 per month. And some of you might be like, well, that's not very high, you know, compared to where I live. But remember, everything's all relative, right? So where they're going to, they're probably going to have lower income than what most of you are, are used to in terms of being in a city, but their rent is going to be still really, really high. Okay, so that was one of the main concerns. All right, so let's jump into this. Uh, before building the plan, I'm going to talk about their student loans and home buying and some of that stuff first. Okay. PSLS, let's start with student loans first. Okay, that means that her loans are going to be gone in 10 years. And for her, it absolutely makes sense. Um, I mean, $200,000 um, is all is what she owes. So when she goes through PSLF, she's going to end up saving a, a ton of money. Okay. Um, I mean, when she qualifies, let's see here, because she is going to be done in 10 years. I mean, that's going to, she's only going to pay about, Sixty to seventy-five thousand dollars on her student loans on two hundred grand. Like that's a tremendous amount of savings, and she loves working at the nonprofit, so that's what she's going to do. Okay. Now, typically, this is where things get really interesting in this situation. Typically, if we see one spouse with PSLF, that means their their loans are gone in ten years. The other spouse is actually going to want to pay off their loans in 10 years or less. So that way, within 10 years, all the loans are gone. In this situation, it's not going to, they, they decided not to do that. The reason why is because he still owes a pretty decent chunk of money relative to their income. Okay, that's one. So because he owes about 200 grand too. Number two, one of them might stay at home part time or full time once they have children. So if that's the case, it's going to be very hard to pay off the, those loans uh, in like three or four years. Okay. And number three is that they rather invest the money. That's just their personal preference. Okay. So now when it comes to student loans, the main question then becomes, well, do I file separately on my tax returns or not? Okay. And if they were to file jointly, they would pay about $862 per month versus $462 per month, okay? And those of you that are watching on YouTube, like if you ever have your profile FitBooks and you wanna see this, all you have to do is toggle this from separately to jointly, and you can see the minimum payment change. So 426 would be the minimum payment per person, um, approximately. So that comes out to like $862 versus separately where it's $231, okay? Now, this is where people most of the time, you know, say, okay, I file separately, but that means that I don't get a tax credit for jointly. Okay. In their case, it would cost them about $300 more to file separately. So net net, they're still saving like $4,500 a year filing separately. That's number one. Number two, if they do have children, 
for example, or like they have a house or whatnot, then they may be giving up a significant tax credit. Now, those of you that haven't heard, that's typically what most people do. Okay, they say, well, how much am I saving on my monthly payment, which is in their case combined, they're saving $4,800 a year. And then they can compare that on the difference in filing separately versus jointly on their tax returns. Those of you that haven't heard, uh, mostly because we're beta testing this, this is going to be out probably in June. We at Fitbooks has have an IDR optimization strategy. This couple actually has been testing this with us on making sure this is done right. But we can actually get you the tax return money plus the savings. You don't have to do either or. Okay. So again, I'm going to rephrase that. A lot of people that are facing this decision that are married couples that are going on a loan forgiveness, IDR, PAYE repay, they have to say, hey, do I file separately and save on my monthly payment or do I save on my tax return by filing jointly? You don't have to make that an either or decision. You can do both. And the way they can do that is that they can file separately now, get the lower monthly payment on their student loans, and then in two years from now, they can reclassify their old tax return, the one that they filed this year, back to jointly and get money back from that, okay? Typically, when we've been beta testing that with people, it saves them about $5,500 a year. So if you figure this thing is like 10 or 20 years long, 20 years for most people, that's literally over 100 grand you're going to be saving during that time period. So if you guys are interested in that, I'll put the stuff in the show notes on that. Because like I said, we've been beta testing that that process, that service. It's a completely different service, side service um, from our financial planning technology that we're going to be rolling out. Okay. Um, so I want to make sure I touch on that because that's what they're doing. They're going to file separately. Um, and then they are going to go in and reclassify the tax return so they can save both on their student loan payment and on their taxes. Both for them, it's going to net them out about uh, $5,100 extra in their pocket every year. Okay, so that is a massive savings amount. In addition, other student loans, when he gets his loans forgiven, he would owe about $41,000 in tax. They got to put a game plan around. But good news is like that $5,100 a year they're going to be saving, that's going to help them save for that very, very easily. Okay, now the next piece is this home buying stuff. And again, this is what affects, uh, you know, one of uh, her big questions was I bought this loan. Is it going to hinder us from being able to afford a house? Now, she understood the difference of affording versus qualifying. Um, this couple happened to be in a workshop that I did. So they understood exactly, you know, hey, like this stuff, I need to make sure that I can afford this stuff. And so she's like, did I overbuy it and ruin myself? So we have this AI tool where we can put their information in on the loans. Okay. And I'm doing that right now. So give me a second if you're on the podcast so that way I'm doing this live so that way people on YouTube can see this. Okay. You can see here that being in an okay situation, they can still afford about a $278,000 house. If they really wanted to go risky, they could go to about $459,000. So to answer her question, the rural area that they were going to, they can buy a pretty nice house for two hundred dollars to $325,000. So she was like, perfect. Like it relieved a ton of stress off of her because originally they were thinking that they were going to have to spend the next year, the two years paying off the car loan first to be able to afford this house. It's like, no, no, no. You guys are in good shape. You can go ahead and buy it. Okay. So then the next question became, okay, well, 
we do have rent, like that's what we would be, you know, our other option is, is to pay rent. It, are we overthinking this? Like, is it going to be too much? Should we actually be buying a house or should we be renting? And again, we have another tool that shows people, should you rent versus buy? In their case, because of how much rent was going to be, which was $1,700 a month, it makes sense to buy. Okay, so they can afford the house. They're going to be able to buy a nice house. So she was ecstatic. They got that question answered. In terms of investments, this is where it can get a little bit tricky, right? Uh, in, in a couple of different fronts. Just starting out, they have good income, okay? And so they're, they're in a pretty decent situation um, and can take some risk, but not a lot. So in terms of their allocation, they should be about 25 to 30% in the stock market and about, um, you know, it's 60, 70% in bonds. And you'll see when we run this, I'm gonna go deeper dive into this. That's where they should start off with. I mean, deeper dive how that changes over time. And so I'm going to go more into the details in that asset allocation in a minute. Okay. They also have an employer match. So here that they, they can come in and they put in their employer match. So they get 3% each going to the match. Okay. Um, for both of theirs and their spouse for both. And they also are going to be able to max out a Roth IRA. Um, now this is where the big trick comes in. Okay. Now the tricky part is <clears throat> some of you might've been saying, well, you might have already caught this. I said, they're going to be contributing to a Roth IRA, but they're filing their taxes separately. Okay. Those of you that don't know when you file your taxes separately, you can't contribute to a Roth IRA. Okay. However, there is a backdoor way of doing it. What you do is you contribute after taxes to a traditional IRA. Once the money's there, you then convert that, that traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. It's basically what's called a backdoor Roth IRA. So if you guys are in that situation where you need to do this and you want to file separately, we, we could do that for you at Fitbox. We could actually walk you through how to do it or, and you can do it on your own, or you can just say, hey, we want you guys to do this and you can open up the Roth IRA with us and our partner. And then we'll do this for you, that process. So that way it's very easy for you. Okay, so that's how they can contribute to a Roth IRA. Now, going on to the medical issue, just want to bring this up um, because she does have an HSA that's offered to her, but instead they're going to do an FSA because they they didn't want a low or a high deductible plan because of her medical issues. So they opted for the other healthcare insurance. So an FSA is better for that. An HSA is better if you're healthy, you don't have children, you don't go to the hospital that much or the doctor that much, and you have a higher deductible and you can use an HSA to save. So the reason why this is so such a different situation is because most of the time when we deal with 25 and 26 year olds that don't have kids yet, it actually makes sense to do an HSA and save because they're not going to the doctor that much. And then once they have children, switch it. But for like I said, for her, she's got a medical issue. So FSA is better. Again, this is why you guys got to customize your plan because you go to a lot of these cookie cutter places and they basically will say, oh, put it in an HSA, you're young. Like you don't have like, let's go. No, it's not that cut and dry. You need to be able to say, no, this is my specific spot. Okay, so their plan, what they ended up wanting to do was that they wanted to buy the house within about two months. And so they're going to save very, 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 very aggressively because they want to be able to put maybe a little bit of a down payment. But even if they do um, a FHA loan, which I'm going to touch on in a minute, 
they still want to have more money in the bank just for upkeep and doing stuff to the house. Okay. So with that, by the way, I'll, I'll bring that up right now. One of the big choices that they ran into when they were home buying is they actually qualify for three different types of loans. Okay. They qualify for a USDA loan, an FHA loan, and a medical professional's loan for PT. So the USDA loan, they would have to put like 0% down, FHA 3.5%, and the professional loan for DPTs, they would have to only put about 3% down. Okay. Which one is the best? The reason why I bring those up is because if you work with someone that's like a typical real estate agent and a typical lender, they might only know FHA loans or only work with that. And it might be the worst option, okay? Luckily, she's using one of our, our people's, um, that she went to Movement Mortgage, which is one of our partners, as well as Neo Home Loans. And they work with all those different loans. And so they were able to price out from a cost perspective, but also from an insurance perspective, and also from a, um, a, a, a interest rate perspective, which one works out the best for them. In their case, it's actually a USDA loan, which is gonna be the best for them. Um, but they still want to, like I said, save money in case other things happen and other th stuff goes on. Okay. Um, and so that is what they're doing right now. They also have another savings goal. Um, I'm not going to mention what it is, but basically they have a $10,000 savings goal that they wanted to. So what we're doing in their plan is we are saving very, very aggressively in their bank account. So they're going to save about $3,500 a month over the next basically five or six months so they can get some some more cash in the bank but then they also hit that ten thousand dollar goal for what they wanted to use that ten grand for okay um and then from there she wanted to pay off that auto loan primarily because the, the auto loan debt is at like six or seven percent so she's like yeah let's pay that off next so after they have that money saved they're then going to turn around and pay, um, pay off their their auto loan very quickly and then from there they're going to start investing for retirement and saving for the tax for the income driven repayment plan okay now when we simulate this and we say hey what ends up happening over time okay first thing that i'm going to show you is with the fitbox score i mentioned that they were going to have about 25 percent in stocks 20 to 30 percent in stocks um, and then the rest in bonds being conservative it's just because of their initial situation. They don't have that much cash. They got a little bit of debt. And so you see like within, if they followed this plan within five years, their ability to take risk, which is what the FIPA score is showing going up. It goes from, their FIPA score goes from a, like a 200 up to a 730. So now 730, when that, what that means for investing, they can invest pretty aggressively at that point. And if they kept going with this for 10 years, they're above a 900. So eventually they can invest very, very aggressively. I'm just saying for right now, slow down a little bit, right? Um, and if we look at actual investments, then what would happen over time is like if they follow this, they would have $980,000 in assets by within 10 years. That's pretty significant. And if we want to see a more breakdown of that, their home is projected to be worth about 350 grand. They'd have about $362,000 in retirement and about $250,000 in investments, okay? That's how that breakdown is. And if they kept going all the way out to age 60, 65 years old, they would have $8.2 million, right? That would be fantastic. Um, so for her, her big thing on this was actually two big things. One, 
she was relieved that it like buying that car didn't that she was okay that they could and two that this gives them actually having some flexibility over the next five to ten years if they decide to have children and stay at home part-time or full-time this would give them that flexibility to to do that okay so they can enjoy themselves and all that type of stuff now one last thing that i'll show you is that he had a question on well should i actually be paying off these loans or not okay so that way like if, if they said, hey, can we pay this off in four or five years, then we can then turn around and say, hey, like we don't have this anymore. Like now really one of us can stay at home and not have to worry about this. And so they wanted us to build a plan to show a payoff strategy. So if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see me do this. And this is really I'm doing this. If you're on the podcast, you can't see this. I'm doing this live um, where I'm making it. I'm taking their existing plan and literally changing it to a playoff strategy. And you'll see how easy you can do this with, with the financial planning technology um, that we have. So for her loan, she's on PSLF, so she's not paying that off. But if he said, well, I'm gonna end up paying this off and I wanna do this really, really aggressively, okay? You can see here, their money would go negative. So that means that this savings stuff, if they said, look, we don't wanna save for that $10,000 savings, and we have enough money in the bank and we just want to pay off these loans aggressively, these, these like federal student loans, they could turn around and do that. They just would sacrifice with those other things. So let's see what that would be. They would be able to pay, I want to say like $4,000 to their uh, federal student loans. Let's do $4,500 a month. He would be able to use towards his loans. Okay. Um, actually, that's a little bit too much. Let's do uh, $4,250 um and then they basically want to see well when would he have his student loans paid off we can come down here to the debt section and i can see right here where it stops so he would have the debt you know paid off in about seven years so even if they paid off that loan aggressively that's seven years so even if they wanted to have children in three or four years they wouldn't even have that flexibility yet not only that they said well let's actually come like simulate this and show this uh, and compare these plans side by side with the other one that we built to do that. And if you actually look term, and I'll go through these numbers with you guys. If they do, if they try to pay off their loans, uh, say the seven years, <clears throat> then they like they still have assets in five years, but they have almost no savings at all in five years. And in ten years, they have about about seven hundred thousand dollars in assets versus if they did the loan forgiveness with him about a million dollars in assets, okay? So in those 10 year spans, like they could pay off the loan, but that significance of saying, look, that's like 300 grand difference in, in value in, in investments, just within a 10 year span, if he goes for loan forgiveness and it's like, you're correct. Okay, so again, what their plan was and what they ended up doing was saying, we're gonna go on loan forgiveness. She's gonna go on PSLF. He's gonna do a normal plan over 20 or 25 years. They're gonna file separately so that way they get a lower monthly payment. And then they're gonna use our, our IDR optimization service to reclassify their tax return and get more money back as a refund in future years. Okay, so they're gonna net $5,100 a year by using that service, okay? They can turn around and reinvest that money. They can save more for the house. They bought the house like in an amount that they can afford. They're going to save an extra 10 grand for that short-term goal they want to hit. And then they're going to pay out their, their car loan within about two years. Um, they're going to have that car loan paid off. 
And then they can decide if they want to have children, stay at home, part-time, whatever. Within 10 years, they can have a million dollars in assets. And if they kept going all the way up to 65, 8.2 million in assets. Great situation to be in. I hope you guys take some of that knowledge and apply it to your personal situation. Um, and if you guys need help doing that, our financial planning technology, like I said, it makes this stuff easy. You can sign up, you schedule a call with your FitBuzz coach. We can walk you through all of this. We literally did this with the uh, with this couple in about 15 or 20 minutes. Okay, it's very quick, very easy. We hope to help every single one of you and we'll be talking to you guys soon. See you later.